Best Happy birthday, dear Karina. Wait, I wasn't finished. I wasn't oh, finished. Oh, Matt, Matt, sorry. Matt was talking to you. Happy birthday to you. You have a great birthday, kiddo. Welcome to Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. <laughs> Bienvenidos empacadores sin fronteras, dos papás dedicados al amor, la risa y los empacadores de Green Bay. Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Two dads talking love, life, dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte. Hey everybody, this is Eric from Acme Army, and I just want to say, if you're not listening to Packers Without Borders, it's time for you to pull your heads out of your collective asses and get listening to them on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. It's worth your time. Welcome to Packers Without Borders. I am your co-host up here in Oak Bank, Manitoba, Matt Larson. I am joined as always by my good buddy, Bruce Edmonds down in El Paso, Texas. How you doing, Bruce? Hoko is short for homecoming, which is long for go fuck yourself. <laughs> We're going to start just like that, he says. <laughs> oh, so I hear it might be homecoming season up uh, down there in El Paso. Matt, I, I want you to start with your story because... You want me to start with mine? I okay. do. Fuck me. Okay. Right in the asshole well give me a few drinks first yeah so we uh uh my my, my son's in grade uh six he is uh 10 he turns 11 uh not this weekend but actually next weekend he turns 11 mm-hmm. and uh he he's uh, uh he's an outgoing kid he's very friendly he's a little bit i mean because of this whole covid thing i think he's a little bit of a germaphobe he doesn't like to you know shake hands with strangers or anything like that. And I can't really blame him because I'm a little bit of a germaphobe when it comes to COVID as well. I kind of don't want to, you know, hug people I don't know or touch people I don't know. I think, anyway, I think we realized how dirty the world was prior to COVID. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest yeah. With you too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, I get it. One, uh, one particular, I've been, I've been uh, uh, walking him to school. We, he lives, uh, I mean, the school is literally, you can see it from my house. It's it's probably, I can say that's 300 yards away, something like that. It takes us five minutes to walk there. And that's at, you know, a 10-year-old's pace where you're constantly going, what's this? What's that? What's this? A so Canadian we, sniper uh, can hit an eraser off of a pencil <laughs> from that distance. Apparently to Boomer. Apparently, according to Boomer, yes. Okay. So y'all be careful when you're wandering the border. So uh, uh, I, I drove him to school a couple of days in a row because it was raining. And so it's just like a loop, right? So you pull in and you got to stop quick and then you got to keep going. Get the and hell I, out. Yep. Yeah. And as I pull up, I'm like, I'm getting closer to his door and he goes, stop, 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 stop. No, here, 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 here. I'm like, what? I'm going to pull right up to the door. I can get within 15 feet of the door here, right? And so he goes, oh. So he gets out 
of the back seat. At that moment, your truck. dad, the dad alert is like, yeah, <laughs> your spidey senses are tingling a little bit. Yeah. Like what's Daddy happening? Yeah. And my first thought was, is, is there a bully? Are you being picked on by some kid around here? Like what's going on? Are you embarrassed or something? And uh, he gets out of the truck. And as he gets out of the truck, there's this beautiful little girl. She has a, a, a baby blue dress on. She's got braces, right? She's just this gorgeous little girl, this perfect little hair, little bow in her hair and everything. And she says out loud, there you are. And his face goes bright red, bright red. And it dawns upon me. Oh, he's got himself a little girlfriend. Oh my goodness, right? So he shuts the door and he shoots me one of those kid looks where they're like, don't you dare say a thing, right? He turns around, the girl promptly grabs his hand and they go walking into class. I mean, I was, my chest was probably five times the size it normally is. Now I, they're 10 and I know my son, he's not one of those touchy feely kind of kids. So I'm sure that the hand That's holding fine. is more than you what just he's said he's a germaphobe. Do, right? He's freaking out at this moment a little yeah, bit. Like he likes right? her. So he's willing to yeah, give a little yeah. away there. So I don't say anything. You don't bring this up. You don't, you know, you don't tease them. You don't anything like that. Let them kind of figure themselves out. Right. And uh, the next day I pull up. Wait, and to add some, yeah, to add some detail, right? Like he would disappear around the corner for a couple of days and you didn't really. Yeah. Like, before this, he, like, would... he would just kind of go around the corner and yeah. you're like, okay, let's take off. So there was. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was, was some, no. There's some trickery before that. Yeah. yeah. So they, they meet by like, there's, a, there's like a portable shed or whatever that the school keeps their uh, uh, lawnmowers in or something, I guess. Right. Or, you know, maybe they lock up the bad kids in there. I'm not sure. And then there's this huge tree type bush, right? And they're kind of like hiding there, but then they walk hand in hand to go into the school. So the school knows, but I don't think her parents know. And I think I found out accidentally. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the next day. Behind, so behind the Mike Leach shed, right? Behind yeah. The Mike Leach shed. <laughs> yeah. Right. There's kids on the window and they're pressing yeah. on the glass. Let us off. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to chew gum. So uh, 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 the next day I pull up and this time I pull up at a regular spot and she's poking her head around the corner type deal. Like, is he there? Is he there? Is he there? And so, of course, I drive a big deckled truck. So you can see it the moment we pull into the beginning of the parking lot, let alone. And he gets out and he gives me this like this finger. Right. And he just points it at me like, shh quiet and he goes around the corner again and i watch them walk hand in hand into it is the sweetest thing uh i mean for a dad uh, uh, of a son it is the sweetest thing for uh the dad of a daughter i, I yeah think what if that was different. what if what if that was your daughter walking off with a guy holding hands how how would you feel at that point where she goes there you are to a guy Yeah, the it's a different feeling. Deafening. Deafening. <laughs> it's a different feeling. It's a different yeah. feeling. There's a lot of anger and emotions. <laughs> Man. So what's going on with homecoming, buddy? All right, buddy. So 15-year-old, she's a sophomore in high school. You know, freshman year, there was no homecoming. There was none of that stuff, no socializing. So we've let her socialize. You know, she like last night, she went to... A homecoming she went to the game you know they did pregame and hung out at somebody's house and then went to the game and then went to somebody's house for a party picked her up at 11 30 she came back soaking wet apparently she and her friend pushed each other into the pool 
Fantastic. Anyway, awesome. Yeah. So earlier in the week, what was it? Wednesday or Thursday? It was Thursday because she said it's, it's Thursday. I'm in the backyard. I see there's someone at your front door. Right. But I'm working on the, you know, I, I, I was doing the, the shed. I'm laying down yeah. the concrete. So I'm busy in the back and the doorbell rings. And I kind of peek through the back door window, you know, into the house to see what's going on. And I walk in because nobody's coming in. Nobody's coming out. I was like, all right, who the hell's in front of my house? And then I hear yeah. a voice Uh-oh. that says, um, just like out loud said, no, you need to go ask his dad. Right. But it was a girl's voice. So apparently a girl took a boy to my house to ask my daughter to homecoming. And my daughter comes in really happy with 24 beautiful uh, rose, red roses and oh. a little box of donuts, like Uh-oh. little, they're called humble donuts. And they're oh. like little small, tiny donuts. And it says something about Soko, Hoko or Hoka, whatever homecoming. So it's inviting her to homecoming. Obviously she said, yes. And I was like, okay, she closed the door or whatever. And I was like, yeah, the, the friend was saying that he, she, she, he should come in and ask you for permission to take her to homecoming. And I was like, yeah, that sounds smart. I was like, where is he? I was like, I told him I was alone at home because I was nervous. And I was like, mother. She wasn't nervous. I get it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, there's, I'm in a catch 22, Matt. Here, here's what's going on. We always joke around about, oh, I'm going to come out in my whitey tidies and my shotgun and I'm going to scare the kid. That doesn't work nowadays anymore. So it's, I need to stop saying that just jokingly because I think she's a little bit nervous about how I'm going to react with kids. But, you know, when she's been with her friends and those types of things, I was like, do you see that dad come out? She's like, no, then why the hell do you think I would do that? But it would have been nice to meet the kid that's going to take you to homecoming. Well, we're not dating. We're just friends. It's like, it doesn't matter. You know, to me, it doesn't matter. I'd like to meet the guy, but then I get a lecture from all women involved in my life telling me that I'm wrong. That it's like, you need to let her, like, I'm old school. I need the guy to come. Let me look him in the eye. And, and they're not going to the dance because the dance tickets are like a hundred bucks a couple for a, a dance. It's like, whatever. So they're going to, they've already got plans. They're going to go have dinner at a nice restaurant. And it's going to be like 23 people that are going to go to a dinner, you know, and then from there, there's going to be a party. Well, a party bus is going to pick them up and then they're going to go to dinner and then they're going to whatever, go to dinner, do the party bus until it runs out. And then it's going to be time to pick them up. So they're not going to the dance and uh, there's obviously going to be a chaperone on the party bus. So there's not going to be any drinking. So it's going to be healthy. It's not going to be a 21 year old party bus party, right? It's going to be a normal party. They're going to have a good time and, and do that type of stuff. So it's just the conundrum I have. And hopefully the women listeners out there, um, all two of them, right. That listen to us. Yes. Both of our wives, both of our wives. (laughs) And we'll give a shout out to Amy for sure, who we know listens to yeah. us as well. But, Amy, uh, Amy, tweet yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> what we need to know. Yeah. Put out a poll. As a dad, you know, and, and she's going to go to somebody's house at four o'clock. They're going to start getting ready. They're going to go take some pictures and stuff. And I was like, why don't you have the kid come over early so I can take some homecoming pictures of you guys? You know, it's your first homecoming. I want to participate in it. That and way, it when I'm it. tracking him down, I have a current picture. See, it became right? a big deal, dude, it, where they're like, 
I'm telling you, they're like, no, I'm not dating her. I'm not going to do that. He's not going to go out of his way to come to your house. My wife is like, you're so old school. You're stuck in your old ways. Ridiculous. You need to, you need to get back to Ridiculous. Like, what the future is now and how the present is with girls and this. And you need to understand so, how to. And so I'm like, question, I, question yeah. for you. Question. If this thing, okay, if they go off, okay, mm -hmm. and something happens, who do they turn to? Who do they come crying to if he's done something wrong? Who's the first person they turn to, right? So how come I can't meet the guy? I mean, not for nothing, but this whole Gabby situation just fucking played out the other day. Like maybe if the dad was a little bit more involved, maybe if there was a couple extra steps taken, maybe if, right? Like that's what a dad thinks. I mean, my daughter's 14. She, she turns 15 right away. Mm -hmm. I want to, I want to at least lay eyes on the guy because if she doesn't come home that night, I know exactly who to go look for. That's you see, know? that's where I am, man. And it's not that I'm thinking something's bad going to happen. So here's where, here was my compromise last night. Uh, and I told my wife, you know what? You just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Cause I just, can't <laughs> that's, that's, that's the married guy's compromise. Just tell me what to do. I'm you win. Yeah, I'm good. And then she gets <laughs> mad because I'm kind of not fighting back. And I'm like, dude, you're right. You know what? She's like, I give you papers to read about how to, how to deal with, adolescence you don't read any of that stuff and it's just because i'm old school i just i try to think out every possibility i'd like to look the guy in the eyes and say dude take yeah. care of her for me tonight that's yeah. all i'm going to ask if you're going to be with yeah. her friend or not just take care of her that's all i would say let and me let me ask you a question bruce yeah were you 15 yeah and exactly and, uh and I knew what were exactly your thoughts at 15 yeah yeah i want to make okay. i want to make out with this girl exactly let me let me make one thing clear and i love what bruce willis said when uh, his uh, daughter went on their first date, he shook the guy's hand and he leaned in and he said, whatever you do to my daughter tonight, I'm going to do to you. Yeah. <laughs> See, and that's what I'm saying. But those little jokes that we joke around with don't work in yeah. real life. They work in movies. They don't work in real life. Yeah. So my compromise last night was this. When I picked her up soaking wet from the party. And first off, he was there at the party, so he could have probably walked her to the car. That would have been nice, right? And then introduce that's himself. a respect thing. I, I understand he'd be intimidated, right? Because you would naturally be intimidated. But as, as, as a 15 year old kid that's just getting into dating, you, you need to walk up, you need to shake the, the, the dad's that's hand. It. Hi, Mr. That's Edmonds, it. or whatever it is. Nice to meet you. I'm not I'm a creep. Blank. I'm not a freak. I'm not, yeah, a, I'm not hiding um, in the corner. Exactly. Whatever. I'm not and 30. I'm not 30. <laughs> and the story, and the story goes a little bit deeper with the dad um yeah. but it's like we don't know them personally we know of the family my cousin you know hangs out knows who they are like they you know at the at the country club or whatever they hang out and he knows who the guy is or whatever but so i told her last night i was like here's where i am sweetheart it's gonna be i'm gonna have to take a little bit of a back seat apparently right with all of this stuff and i'm just gonna listen to what your mom thinks is best for you but I just need you to know that if you need anything, you just let me know. That was it. And I left it at that. So it sucks because I want to be part, you know, I want to participate in all of this stuff and I want to be a part of it, but I can't. So I'm sad. I get it, man. I get it, man. And you know, it's probably better that way than the way I would have played it because I would have found out his address and I would have sat outside of his house in my truck and when he would have walked up and said, Oh, what are you doing here? I would have said, Oh, do you live here? Well, that's weird. Huh? Odd. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to take her to the drop-off point for this party bus. 
I'm hoping that he's going to be on the bus, which is he's trying to switch from one party bus to this bus so they can hang out or whatever. If that's the case, I'm going to ask her at some point before you guys go, I'd like to meet the guy. Let me just look yeah. at him. You know? And at the very least, at the very least, especially as somebody who is a provider, who is somebody who is a protector and somebody who has, since the day she was born, dedicated his life to make sure that she's been safe at the very least, the very least you could just meet the guy. I mean, yeah. you don't have to say anything or do anything macho, but you should be able to just walk right up and say, just Hello. squeeze his hand, just squeeze just, his hand and look him in the eye and just give him a little bit more torque than I normally give in a, in a handshake. So he knows that I've got a little strength behind this tiny frame and uh, that's it. I don't have to say anything. Just look me in the eye. And if you can't look me in the eye, then we've got another problem. I think I would give him a hug until uh, an eyeball popped out. That's what I, I mean. A hug, a little, a little, a little tush squeeze and a hug. Yeah. Well, I had, I had, and you know, I'm not, I, I don't do well when uh, my children don't get what they want or they're being mistreated. I, I, I don't do well and I can't, I can't be involved in a lot of those decisions because my first and immediate reaction is exact revenge immediately. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember there was one kid that was kind of picking on my son a little bit in grade four. And I explained to my son, well, this is, this is how you handle it. And this is what you do. And, and then uh, it happened a couple more times. And so I waited outside the school and I watched him go over to his car with a, into his parents' car. And I walked up to the car and I introduced myself to the dad and I leaned in and I said, I'm now going to start picking on you until your little son of a bitch cuts this out. And that was the end of it. It's the weirdest thing. It stopped immediately. <laughs> they had a, you know, because they had a conversation with him about what the hell. But that's a good thing, right? That's at least a parent who cares and actually addressed it with his child. There's so many times that you run into parents where you have a kid like that and you address the dad and the dad's as much of an asshole as the kid is. And you're like, all right, now we're going to have a fucking problem as adults because you're not educating your kid. My kid's suffering because of your lack of being a dad. Go fuck yourself. Now we got yeah. I'll, I'll gladly stand in front of a judge and explain to the judge what was happening and what I did to correct the situation. And if he wants to say, ah, okay, uh, three, you're on parole or three months suspended, whatever, I'm good with that. I, I can live yeah. with that. I, I don't. I really don't care about that. That's you just don't uh, want to see your kids suffer. That's it hurts ten times as much. Well, <clears throat> oh, and you got one of them coming in the background. Oh, there she goes. <laughs> That was actually the wife. I don't know what she put in there. Yeah. <laughs> Probably another list of chores. <laughs> well, there's a big pack of batteries there. And we've got, so my middle daughter is having mm -hmm. her birthday party today here in about an hour and a half or so. So we're setting up decorations and it's going to be, my middle daughter is a huge Harry Potter fan, like freak. Like she's read the books multiple times and dude, I'm telling you, she reads so much. She, we just got her two days ago. And she read, she's like, oh, dad, I started on page five. I'm on page 275 right now. It's like, what Holy. the hell? Two days, 270, that's awesome. like 270 pages. That's so awesome. that's, she understands, she has all the Harry Potter books. She looks at all that type of stuff. So we're doing a Harry Potter thing, but she also doesn't like girl drama. So she's got two friends who are similar to her where it's, they don't wear dresses. You know, they, 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 they just, they dress comfortably. They don't. Not that they're not girls. They're beautiful girls. They just don't care about the gossip and the being the typical 12 year old 
gossipy, everybody talking kind of, she just can't stand, she can't stand it. It puts her in a bad mood, like all the gossiping. Yeah. So, she, so her party's going to consist of six boys and two girls and her. That's what it is. And I'm like, how the hell am I? And it's a pool party, right? Even though we got nice. a little bit of rain this morning, it looks like it's clearing up. But um, I'm like, what the hell am I going to do with six boys in my house? You know, I'm used to girls. So we've got this laser tag kit that we got for the girls at Christmas that we play all the time. And I'm like, all right, let's go get my wife. She's like, go get some batteries. Yeah, we're doing laser tag with the boys. There outside, you go. So they can there run around and, and screw shit around. Go. And yeah, I don't want to. Water balloon fight. Water balloon shit. fight's always nice. Oh, it's that time of year here in Canada where uh, it uh, freezes at night by uh, 10 in the morning. It's probably about uh, 60 degrees. You got to put on a sweater. And by yeah. two in the afternoon, it is so bloody hot. The air conditioning is running. So, of course, my dog is in, out, in, out, in, out, in. It's, it drives me absolutely batty. Because she'll go outside and she'll be like, oh, no, this isn't the temperature I want. And come back inside. <laughs> and, and what's wonderful is when it does get cold, like that's what my dog, you know, they have a doggy door as well. Yeah. Dude, the amount of shit that they track into the house, like oh. the floor, you have to constantly, like we've got a nice little push broom and we've got a Roomba, but it's like yeah. an old Roomba because I bought it on eBay because, you know, those things are like 600 bucks and I want like a, a two year older model. That's like, <laughs> as it's going around the house where you can't even talk or hear anything. So yeah. we only use it when we're not at home, but we use a push broom and it's twice a day, man, between the hair and the oh. dirt and the grass that they bring in. It's like sweet baby Jesus. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. When we moved into this house, because our last house was a two story with a basement. So, you know, it was about 2000 square feet, but a Mike, like Leach a, a, a Mike Leach basement. A Mike Leach basement. Yes, yep. absolutely. That's. Uh, I don't know why I'm. You know who Mike Leach is, right? No, I have no idea. Okay. I'm just agreeing he, with you. So the show. Yeah, let me tell good. you. So he was. Uh, <laughs> he was the football coach for Texas Tech, air raid offense, and all. This. Anyway, he's he's a guru. And then he went up to Wash. And the reason he got thrown out at a Texas Tech, even though greatest thought, like one of the greatest offenses, spread formations, that type of stuff. He when players did not do what they were supposed to do in practice, he would lock them up in the shed. What? And this was just a couple of years ago. So he got, he got kicked out and then he got hired up in Washington. The dude's pretty funny. He's, but yeah. So anyway, that's why I was saying Mike Leach shed at school and Mike Leach, your Mike Leach basement. Anyway, shout out I to Mike Leach. Great coach. I dare you. I dare you to put my kid in a shed. I fucking <laughs> dare you. <laughs> so go ahead. So two stories, basement, yeah. So, you know, with the dog and a cat and the kids and everything, we were constantly the Swiffer and, you know, you're, you're constantly cleaning out everything. And we would have the guy come and do the uh, air ducts in the air every year. And it was always just disgusting, right? They would bring out garbage bags of just hair and dust. It was disgusting. So we moved into this house and this, this is a bungalow, right? And uh, uh, it's a little bigger. And so it's all one big main floor up here. So we bought a Ramba. Now we went the opposite way. We went with the newest one. And I kind of wish I, I spent the extra hundred dollars and I got the one that self empties because yeah. I have, I have no, I had, we had no idea. We thought to ourselves, this will be nice to run once a week. Won't it? We won't have to do this. We won't have to do that. It runs every day and it fills up twice every day. All Absolutely. the hair and dust. And you have to and you have to push the little hashtag not a sponsor Roomba. Come on, help us yeah. out here. Yeah. But you have to push that little front out and then you have to empty it out and the hair gets tangled up. You have to clean it at least once a week just to yeah. clean off all the extra hair and all the extra oh. dirt and wipe it down and buy the new filters. Like oh. it does take a lot of maintenance, but imagine you don't even realize how much shit 
you have on your floor. It's, so that thing it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Yeah. It really is. The best part about it, though, is, is it goes under the couch. It goes under all the beds. And so when we're buying furniture, the first thing we do is we go, is the Rhomba going to be able to go under that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what I hate is when it runs out of battery because ours is older. And, yeah. it, and I swear to God, every time it runs out of battery, it's underneath the bed and it's a king yeah. size bed and it's right in the middle where I can't fucking reach it. And I can't reach it from the other side and I have to grab something to push it the fuck out of from underneath. I, I like how, for some reason, mine will get stuck under one corner of the bed, like, mm -hmm. and it, it has enough room to move, but it's yeah. like, tilt, it tilts I don't up. Know, what's it doing? And then you hear the stupid fucking and, alarm. It, it's, yeah, yeah, error 14, yeah. Roomba's right wheel is stuck. Please yeah. clear the wheel and press clean to resume. And so you you move it a couple of inches, you hit clean, and then it goes and it right goes back there and sticks to that again. same spot. Yeah. <laughs> How many freaking times are you going to get stuck on this one spot? Let's go. But I, I found that, you know how if you pick it up, you can put it in a room and just start it? Yeah. I found that if we pick it up and we put it in my son's room facing towards his TV and hit the button, it doesn't get stuck because it doesn't go in that direction. It goes in the opposite direction. Uh, so the way it enters the room is important in the initial. So whatever memory it has of that room, you've, you found the memory button for your kid's room. Yeah. Yeah. So it automatically stops running along the side of the bed and goes mm -hmm. back and forth and doesn't get stuck anymore. Stupid thing. Oh, it's fantastic, though. Let me tell you, everybody needs a Ramba. It is, it is awesome. Uh, we do. I mean, I pick up all the uh, kitchen chairs and everything that it can't go under, and I put them up on like the the sofa and on the island and stuff like that. And then I hit that sucker and I get it on the edge clean and everything. And I love coming home, and the house is just spotless. spotless. I almost bought. I almost bought the dry and wet one. That Our, yeah. dry. And I don't know, it's just because I, I, I mean, you know, I have concrete floors, so I've got the stained concrete that I did in my house. So I'm cleaning straight up concrete. So I figure that thing, but then you have to buy the liquid for it. And I don't know if it's going to leave streaks or what the hell. So I'm just like, eh. our, our neighbor has that, they have both and they have them side by side. And they, mm -hmm. they, they, the problem he told me about the one was, is you have to wet those pads. So this isn't like a, it goes out on its own and does it. Oh, it doesn't spray and wet apparently his does not i don't know if all the don't don't uh, you know what i have no problem using my little swiffer and i go yeah. around the house i get 15 20 minutes of really not thinking very hard and yep. i mean i'm a little bit of a ocd freak i, I like things to be neat organized cleaned right so I, I don't mind going over it and it's always it's always amazing to me what that pad looks like after and you're like man i did this two days ago this is ridiculous. What are we doing in this house? Just bringing in dirt and filth from everywhere. Yes. And you know, it's, it's just the, it's the dust. It's the kids in and out of the door. It's the dog 50 times in and out of the door. It's, you know, and then you've got three people in the house with really long hair. I mean, it's gotta be horrible at your house. What have you got two dogs and you got, you got I've four got people, three dogs and three dogs. People. Yeah. We've got, and it's a golden and two labs that when you shake, you see that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cloud of just yeah. hair everywhere. Dude. And right like, away. Why like... are you fucking shaking? <laughs> I, you were outside playing. You could have shaken all you want. The second you walk in the fucking door, you little piece I of know. shit, you shake and it's like, boom.
allergies. You know, whenever the dog gets wet, the dog is like, let me just come into the living room and shake off. It's shake like, no, it. hey, exactly. in the shake. house. In. Son of a bitch. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The smartest dogs in the world, dumbest dogs in the world. Let Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You've got a golden retriever as well, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 She's six. And uh, she's kind of one of those longer hair, but she's mm -hmm. the smaller type. So she's as big as she's going to get. And she's like 35 pounds. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's it's perfect. She uh, uh, my daughter every single day, every single day, bless my daughter's heart. Every single day since COVID started in March of last year, every single mm -hmm. day, my daughter walks the dog and they do like this big. I don't know. It's about two miles or so that they mm -hmm. walk around the entire neighborhood and the dog gets stupid excited. Like, look, I'm going to take the big one out and drag her around the neighborhood. <laughs> That's you, you got to walk them. I mean, we, I leave the, the dogs out in the yard and they'll play in rough house for about 30, 45 minutes. And then they come in and even though the puppy's trained, so here's the problem now, now that I've got that concrete slab and I need to build a little house on it, they've decided to take a shit and piss on my concrete on, well, it's not concrete. It's the quarter down slab that I created. Oh. So they decided that they want to shit and piss on it on a daily basis. Now they've got the entire dog run and they're shitting on. Well, of course they got a market. They got a market for you. Damn That's it, mine. Dude. How's it looking? I, I saw you were wetting it down more and you had a little bit more rain. What is, is it looking more solid? Is it? Uh, yeah, it's uh, solid now, man. It's completely solid at this point. So I'm going to try to put the nail in there, but it, we yeah. got some rain again this morning, so it's still wet, you know, but I'm going to start yeah. building the structure out and seeing that I'm going to see if I can dry it out a little bit because I don't want to put the structure in there and have some humidity in there because this is a wooden structure I'm going to be building. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah. 100%. Sounds good. Going on. Yeah, brother. Man. Sounds good. I'm Alex Brown from the Derby City, Louisville, Kentucky, and you are listening to Packers Without Borders. You know, if you like the Packers Without Borders with uh, – me, Matt, and of course my good buddy Bruce in El Paso and uh, the stuff that we, the content that we do and some of the jokes and hilarious stuff, do us a favor, hit that like button, hit that retweet button, hit that subscribe button. Don't forget you can go on to Anchor. There's a uh, subscription. You could also uh, uh, help pay to sponsor, keep the show going. You can do iTunes, you can do Spotify, we're on every platform you can possibly imagine but really itunes spotify anchor if you guys can go in there and subscribe retweet help us out that would be fantastic you can follow matt at larson matt too on twitter and you can follow me at bruce edmonds on twitter as well we love you guys really appreciate the support peace go pack go Hey, this is Kelly Bruner. I listen to Packers Without Borders with Bruce and Matt. I'm from Willow Springs, Illinois. Go Pack Go. So what do we 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 do next year? Music break. Music break. So hey, we did the Acme Army on Wednesday and they gave us a shout out on their pod. And you know what? Those two guys, Between Two Eric's is a great show. I love it. I love it. Those guys are awesome. Dude, they know their shit. You know, I started yeah. listening to them um, because they really do know their Packers. It's not a joke. Like, you look at their analysis on stuff and how they talk about it, and, and they're 
they're trench guys, I think, more than anything. They love diving into those stats on the trenches and looking at that type of stuff. So it it's good that they're back on, you know, twice a week. Now they did three pods this week. Um, and I think they're as concerned as we are about this game coming up, right? It's it's gonna be our offensive line, which is now down Jenkins, and it's gonna be who? Billy Turner holding down the fort now. On that I side, I mean, what I, are we going to do, man? I think he plays. I think he plays. On an ankle, I think he plays. They spat it up. He's ready to go. I know he's listed as doubtful. I think he plays. I think he plays. Man. I think he does. This is this is too big of a deal to not be out there. I know I they're agree. using other guys. Uh, this is... This is the pro- this is the the problem that we have facing the 49ers and everybody goes oh well they don't have a running they don't have a running back it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. the running back it, 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 if they had Derrick Henry then it matters okay because of the Green Bay defense it doesn't matter who the running back is that running back is going to have a great day he's going to have a great day so how are we going to play it because there isn't a running back well we're going to play loose on the run Right. We're going to let, let them the run down our scramble. throat. Yeah. And we'll cover the DBs. I think what's going to happen is, is we're going to see Stokes and Jair on the outside, just like I was begging for week one, but no one listens to me. And now they're saying they're going to move King to the slot, sort of like what I predicted a month and a half ago, two months ago. But again, why listen to this guy? So is so, he going to cover George Kittle out of the slot then? Sweet baby Jesus. Well, and everybody gets excited, but let me explain to you why you move that DB inside. Because you can throw Campbell back a couple of yards, and suddenly any crossing routes now is double team. Savage and Amos can easily pick up and cover those slots. If those slot receivers decide to go deep, suddenly he's bracketed. You can... So you easily cover it's a you too can, deep shell or well, I think you have to I think you have to go cover two with these guys I think you need to put Jair and Stokes out on an island keeping Jair on their number one and Stokes on their number two I mean when yeah, we watched, Debo, I I hope that D, I want to see Debo and Jair and Jair hold him again like he has oh, for yeah. the last year oh, yeah. and now a few games number one wide receivers do not perform against Jair, Jair. let me explain something to you Jair yeah, is going to be Jair is going to be so expensive I mean, it's ridiculous. He's not going to be anything short of ridiculously expensive. This guy is so good. He's now starting to shut down entire sides of football fields. Not one wide receiver, but entire sides of football fields. Eric Stokes was out there. Did you see him running on that one uh, that went into the end zone? He was half running. He was half running with that wide receiver. The wide receiver was all out. He was in fourth gear. And he was half running. With that guy, Eric Stokes has got speed to burn, speed to burn. And he realizes it. Now he's getting the confidence. I mean, look what he just did in just one second half of football. You imagine if he had been out there the entire game, they Detroit would have had nothing to do except run the ball. And again, I ask, why don't you just continue to run the ball? You were tearing us a new one. We get up by seven and teams go, let's throw the run game away. There's no way we'll catch them. Oh yeah. You were just, you were just, breaking us in half uh, real easy there pal like yep, yep. keep running so Garofalo could throw I think he goes for about 235 240 I think he has three touchdowns I think we stop them from rushing 
running in a touchdown, but I don't think we stopped them from throwing in a touchdown, probably to Kittle, probably some crossing routes, rub routes, stuff along the first or second yeah, goal line. Yeah. I'm, call it, I'm calling this game very tight. I think it is 27-24, and I think the only reason the Packers win is because we'll get the ball last, and it'll be some type of Mason Crosby kicks to break the tie type deal. And here's what I'm hoping that we change around for the first time because we started out slow and we always start deferring. How about you take the ball this time and get an extra possession? You know, I understand coming out of the gate in the third quarter and you wanting the ball back regardless of what happens and it's kind of worked out for us, right? But I really hope we defer and we get our offense on the field right off the bat. That's see, that's and I prefer I'm to take to the see. ball. I prefer to take the ball at the beginning of the second half because you're the first one that gets to make adjustments, right? Typically, yeah. typically that first series, when you get the ball the first time, typically you don't run down and score. And that's yeah. why the Packers had such a great season. The last couple of seasons is because what were they scoring? Like 96% of the time on their first drive, right? Yeah. Like normally you go out there, you've got 10, 12, 15 plays that are scripted. That's what you've been practicing all week. And yeah. you, you try and do exactly what their defense has weaknesses or where their defenses have weaknesses and, and, and you attack that if that defense or you flub up, right. And suddenly yep. you just, you just toss the ball over. I like the fact that that way, when you get to the two minute warning of the first half, it's like, it's like a two point, you know, it's like a two possession swing because if you yep. score and then you get the ball right back at the beginning of the second half, after you've made your adjustments and your guys are fresh and you score again, yep. right. Bingo. That's, that's how we Here beat Detroit. Go. That's how we beat Detroit. And, you know, back to Jair, I was looking up his stats. I, I was trying to see what wide receiver ones have done against him. And we know it's ridiculous. I was actually trying to name those off. But there's, I mean, I, I couldn't really track something down that has it because I'd have to go game by game to see that what yeah. they did. But according to football focus, um, he's last year, this is last year, right? Now, obviously, it's led into the years this year, and we know what he's done this year. But Alexander was targeted 69 times in 2020, allowed a completion rate of only 50.7%. And on those completions, he only gave up 9.6 yards per catch and 4.9 yards per attempt. You know, so on top of that, he's obviously had a sack and a safety, you know, forced fumbles, 13 pass breakups. And anytime somebody throwing against a passer rating for QBs is an average of 68.3. So, you know, and that's not out of 100. Remember that weird ass 153.976 uh, pi to the fourth power number that they made up with is a QB yeah. rating. But I mean, it's at 68, right? Which means they're 50% of what they're supposed to be when they target him. So I really hope because Debo's there only who else do they have other than Debo? to throw to. And I mean, obviously Kittle, Kittle. But from a wide receiver standpoint, you know, that's what they've got. So you shut you know down what? Debo and then you're going to have what secondary guy's going to step up. So, you again, know what like though, said, this, this green Bay defense has a habit of making the opposite team look like a whole bunch of hall of famers, right. You know, and guys you've never heard of before have huge monster days and Julio Jones catches for 600 yards a game. You know, like the middle is wide open. So we're yeah. going to see attacks in the middle. Putting King in the middle, that's going to help a little bit, I think. I think this is a good good change. I think that uh, if, if Joe Barry lets Eric Stokes and lets Jair get up on the line and up in these wide receiver faces and we start sending more than three, we're going to get pressure on Garofalo and maybe we'll get a sack. Here's a question I have for you. Okay. Yeah, and I... 
I wasn't, I, I wasn't for this. I didn't want this. And you know, my views about this, but you know what? I've come full circle on this. Should we be getting Clay Matthews back? I think he's just too old, man. Like, you know what I mean? But do you think that what 70% Clay Matthews is better than Campbell? I think 70% Clay Matthews is better than nothing right now. Because yeah. we don't have Z. And Z has got a back issue. Okay, so he's off for a few games. Okay, he says he's going to be back. What if he's not coming back, right? What if he's not back at 100%? What if Smith gets hurt? What if Gary gets hurt? I mean, Smith and Gary, they're putting on some pressure, but, but they ain't getting home. Yeah. I think if we could pepper in some Clay Matthews, maybe on third downs, maybe on second and longs, maybe in situational, that might be pretty good. Bring him back for the swan song. I, I, I'm starting to lean the other way. Wow. I mean, you, you heard it here first. I'm the first one to say in his last uh, year, he cashed an awful lot of checks. That's what he did that year. And, and, and I'm not afraid to uh, uh, say that, but if he's this hungry, if he wants to come back to Green Bay and Aaron and Cobb and, and you know, and, and, and Glute, Glute says, oh, well, it's, it hasn't been brought to my attention. Well, that's weird because on Devontae Adams, on Randall Cobb and on Aaron Rodgers' uh, Instagram, it all says bring back Clay. And nobody said anything to you? Maybe there is a lack of communication, Goot. Maybe you're ignoring some things. Now, do we have the money? Probably not. Probably not. There's probably. No I'd rather, money. and I'd rather spend that money on Brandon Cooks, bro. Yeah, yeah. I genuinely, but we're I not. Just, that we're dude, not getting. We're cooks. not. We're not. Getting and cooks. so here's the three keys to victory that I have. All okay. Right? The three. Or how are we going to stop the three keys? Three, three, three. three. You, sh you shall not pass without you three shall not keys. Okay. So here it is. So the first thing is. We need to feed Aaron Jones, and here's why. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I mean, it, it's obvious, but here's why. San Francisco's defense, um, how do you think they are against the run? Well, actually, in the first two opening games, the 49ers have allowed 133.5 rushing yards per game, ranking 27th in the league. So as good as they are with hurries and, you know, with that defensive line, they're allowing 133.5 yards per so what do we got to do? We, we need to do what we did against Detroit, not what we did against um, the, Saints. the Saints. So we've got 100%. that, right? I mean, this is their biggest 100%. test, but feed the beast. And whether think, it's Dylan, I if he has a hot yeah. hand or Jones, whoever it is. But you I think it's Dylan. The running backs. I think, right? I think we feed Dylan the entire first half so that he smashes that defensive line. Yep. So even with our beat up, offensive line obviously we need to keep Rodgers clean I don't know how that's gonna happen but you know what they only allowed they've only allowed six pressures dude with this makeshift and and it does hinge on Eldon Jenkins coming back and, and playing this week I think that that is crucial to this but how, obviously uh, number two is keeping him clean how many sacks has Rodgers had in two games well that are his fault or that, that were that the lines called fault. sacks that are called sacks. Well, how many? I don't know, Matt. How many? Six, right? So if we keep going on that trajectory at 17 games, how many sacks is he going to have yeah, over a be period ridiculous. of a season? 
It's going to be ridiculous. Nine, he's the king of the sacks. Yeah, yeah. He's the king yeah. of the sacks. He is. Everybody says, oh, he doesn't turn the ball over. He doesn't this and that. Yeah, but he's – If it was like three years ago, he broke the amount of sacks that Favre took, and Favre played 20 years, right? Like, yep. Yep. he takes a lot of sacks. Good offensive line, no good offensive line. He takes a lot of sacks, and we've seen him not get up. Yeah. I don't know why he keeps taking these sacks. I don't – it baffles my – it, it baffles me. I don't know what to do. I don't know And what the to way you him. do that is, again, you don't give it to him. He's going to be fine. But you put the ball in the hands of your running, running backs. And just like you said on the other side of the ball, the last one that I've got is – you're worried about the Packers not focusing on the run, but that's exactly what they need to do. Like you said, it doesn't matter who they put back there. And they signed uh, Chris Thompson. They've got Patrick's. Like oh. they've been signing every single running back possible, which means to me that Elijah Mitchell is not going to play. His shoulder is not good. Trey Sermon needs to clear concussion protocol, but they're expecting him to. Um, but those are two rookies, right? I mean, those are two young guys, but still, it doesn't matter. But so here, um, Green Bay's defensive line needs to step up. Obviously, we know this. This has been – they've allowed 139.5 rushing yards per game, fourth most in the NFL, right? So we're worse than the – as bad as I said that the Niners' defense was against the run. Nine years worse. straight. Nine yeah. years straight. But Nine years straight. <laughs> there is one stat here that I found interesting. So there's their run-stop win rate, right, at the line – is 34% ranks eighth. So there's hope. There's there's a little glimmer of hope there in, in, in terms of maybe the defense needs to click and turn around if they actually focus on trying to stop the run and leave, like you said, put the guys on the outside, put King on the inside and do your thing on the line. Don't rush three, you know, bring crowd some people up on the line and let our guys. I trust Jair against Debo. I trust Stokes against whoever. The other second wide receiver is going to be, and Keen's going to be on the third wide receiver. That to me is exactly why they're putting him in the slot. And they might move Debo into the slot a couple times and those types of things. But um, let's see. I think the NFL has too many stats. And let me explain to you why. The last nine years, this includes this year, the last nine years, our run defense has just been terrible. And there's always one little nugget cherry pick stat in there that says something like, well, in tackling, we're uh, third best in the league. And it, it reminds me of Blake Martinez. Blake yep. Martinez had 200 million uh, tackles, but they were all seven yards down the field. I watch with my eyes. I don't look at the stats. We can't stop the run again. What, Stopping what is it about the Packers, though, where Blake Martinez, who was a tackling machine, goes to the Giants, is still a tackling machine, but is actually getting home as well? Explain to me that. Oh, it's the defensive coordinator. It's a defensive coordinator, and it's your defensive line. He actually has a defensive line now, so those guys are getting pressure. So when he comes running, he's not meeting uh, a D lineman and a running back that are waiting for him because they're already busy. Yep. Instead, we send three. Ooh, they're in max protect. They've got two tight ends. They got a running back in there that's blocking. They're only sending two wide receivers out. They're in max protect, and we send three. And then we're like, how come we can't get home? Come so on. So what are you going to look – so for a, a casual fan looking at the game, right off the bat when we're on defense, 
what do you want? What are you going to be looking for to see if there's a change that's been made in terms of the philosophy, right? Of what we've seen that you're going to say, oh, okay, this is promising. What are you going to be looking for? How many hands are in the dirt when our defense lines up? How many hands are in the dirt? And I know they go, oh, well, they can stand up now. When you stand up, the game is over. The whole point of football is leverage. This is how it works. The lowest man wins. When you are standing up, you are not the lowest man. You will be fighting somebody who has a lower center of gravity, a better balance, and he's got those two big tree trunks that are hanging from his ass that are dug into the earth, and he's going to be able to bench press you. If you don't think that D lineman can't lift your weight, you're wrong. He lifts it a thousand times a week. So you need to get lower than him because the leverage is how you get up and under that offensive lineman and you get him to back up. When you are standing up, he wins. How many fat guys have their hands in the dirt? This will tell me the defensive line is going to have a chance. And people can go, oh, well, these rush edges. And you know the reporter I'm talking about that tells us, oh, well, the new NFL. Really? Because all of this has been done before. We have seen this before. There's no new NFL. There's no new NFL. The only thing new is now you can't rub it in the guy's face when uh, you score a touchdown. Exactly. Right? If you it's do a not regurg- have it's leverage, regurgitated NFL, they chew it. Yep. Yep. They chew it, spit it back out again. That's it. That's it. And I'm not making the game less. And I'm not saying the game is worse. I love it. I love every single minute of it and every single aspect of it, but don't over explain or over complicate something period. The lowest guy works when Jair and Eric Stokes are in their backpedal. Is it faster when they're standing up or faster when they're bent down and low, pumping their arms, bent down and low? Everything is low. When Dylan is running, should Dylan run while he's standing up or should Dylan tuck down, secure the ball and run forward low, pumping his feet? It's low. Leverage is the key. You've played rugby. If you are tackling another guy and he gets lower than you, you're done. You He's going to run you over. You always <laughs> aim two inches above the knees in between yeah. that hip spart, and you drive your legs. And the reason you're low is so you can explode off your legs and drive into them. And if he gets under you, he's going to flip you on your ass, and you're going to be the highlight reel guy that gets tossed in the game, right? And there's also guys that did that to me regardless. There was a – It I happens played, to everyone. Look at I Abram played, the other day uh, uh, from the Raiders. He got oh tossed. Oh, my God. All right? It's, it's all about leverage. And when we've got three fat guys in the dirt and then we have Preston and Gary on the outside, I'd like to see a minimum of four-man rush. I'd like to see some fives and sixes. I'd like to see I, some Heflin and Slayton in there. I'd like to see some fives and sixes. I'd like to yeah. see some stunts on the line. I'd like to see maybe, you know, uh, uh, Gary and Kiki do a stunt and Gary comes to the inside on this one play. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see more D-line action. The whole game is won on the offensive or defensive line. If the offense can't protect Rodgers, we can't pass. We're not going to be able to win. We're not going to win. If the offense can't create holes for Aaron Jones to run, we can't run. The offense is completely done then at the offensive line. Okay? You look at some of these other teams that are struggling, their own lines are terrible. Absolutely terrible. And this is why they're struggling. Because the quarterback can't get three seconds. Yeah, look at Indianapolis, look at Indianapolis, man. And I don't know how much of that was Carson Wentz because that offensive line has always been been ranked one of the best and the dude's hurt. 
because the offensive line has just completely let him down for whatever reason. And that's, that's a big concern. You know, Rogers needs to be the guy who's getting the ball out quickly on time for a little quick five yard out, seven yard hooks, whatever it is that you need to get that ball out quick. He can't be patting the ball, hoping for the big play. Cause he's going to be done. And it's going to be a long day. Do you consider Buffalo's defense better than ours? No, I don't. You don't think Buffalo's defense is better than ours? I don't think anybody's defense is better than ours, Matt. No, oh, I'm just kidding. My God. I'm, I'm, oh, no, I'm just oh. kidding. No, I do. What about what about Baltimore's defense or Pittsburgh's defense? Yeah, Pittsburgh's defense is always regardless. Look at up, look at how many are. guys are look at how many guys have their hands in the dirt. Look at how many guys have their hands but in the dirt. But do they run a four three or a three four? You know what? Even if, if they if they ran a four three, then four guys are at least coming every single time, right? Yeah. But there's four guys with their hands in the dirt. If they run a three four, there's at least three guys with hands in the dirt. Look at how many guys are hands in the dirt, and then watch the Green Bay defense. And 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 I don't mean oh, don't look at one play and go there it is three guys hands in the dirt. Shut up, Matt. Look at the game. How many times is there only two guys? And then on those plays where it's two guys. How many yards did we give up because we only said? All right, yards. I got a bet for you. Ready? And and yeah. we'll, and we'll pay it off at the end of the game. Okay. Every time they have, so let, let's call it three or less hands in the dirt, or so four or two, or no four or three, right? So you want? Let's figure 3. this 5. out. Three point five. Three point five. Yeah, three point five. All right, that's Under the line. Under or over? Under yeah, or and over? We'll, and we'll count it to see how many times they're yeah. in that. If it's over, do you want the over or do you want the under? I think it's under, period. Okay, then I'll take I think the over. we see a whole bunch of two. I think and we I'll see a whole a bunch of two, right? I mean, every time, every Packer fan knows this. If it's third and 27, we're screwed, dude. Wait, let's we're do screwed. let's do an over-under of three. That way, if it's like, let's do an over-under three. Because three point, you know they're going to be three most of the time. But let's assume they're going to do twos or fours. Look at and this guy hedging his out. bet. Okay, I am. I'll tell, what, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. This is this will be it. It's an this average. Be the bet. This is the bet. Okay. Right. No average. This is the bet. I say they're going to run a minimum of 10 plays with only two hands in the dirt. Done. Okay. All right. I'm going to 10 lose. and up, okay. and I'm going to win. I'm going to lose, but I'm going to win. You know why? Yeah. Because even I'm going to take a shot, so it's going to be a win. Really. <laughs> And if they do that, we're going to be losing, so we're going to be drinking a lot anyway. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, what's your prediction, yeah. Matt? I got 27-24, Green Bay. Do you anticipate a sack in this game? For us? Yes. I I think maybe we get there once. Maybe. And, and, you know, sacks are glory plays. We need to look at the hurries, and they've been doing pretty good with the hurries, but they're just not getting home. But I'd like them to convert that into a couple sacks and get Garoppolo a little bit dirty because that, that's what gets him skittish, right? And he everybody forgets he was injured, right? Yeah. He almost lost his job, and it's not to injury, but he came back. So they've got Trey Lance waiting in the wings. If we can get him a little bit a little bit riled up with the pressure that he's feeling – I we need to get in his head to have a chance here. Um, and we need to run the shit out of the ball and we need to put, like you said, man, and got to have that line people in dirt pushing, pushing. Since, since we're going out to candlestick, mother goose, I got a rhyme for you. Hey, diddle diddle. It's time for Dylan up the middle. I think we hand this ball off to Dylan 
30 bloody times in the first half and just smash on that D-line until Joey Bosa just can't breathe anymore. If we give them an opportunity, especially in the first quarter, to get the crowd behind it and get Bosa to get a sack, we are screwed, blued, and tattooed. Oh, I've got one for you that I just made up in my head. All right, all right. What's up, Holmes? You better feed the ball to Jones. <laughs> all Charlie, 915. 915! Good buddy. I've got a you birthday got your party. Birthday party. I do. you got a birthday party. That sounds like a lot of fun, man. I, uh, I appreciate you. Much love to your family. Uh, uh, happy birthday, Carmina. Love Turning you, the big, the big. One, two. One, two. Big 12. Yeah. Crazy. I hope she has a great team. time. I told her, I said, make sure you, you eat all the candy and all the cake. I said, this is your only day to get a, to get it all in there. <laughs> I couldn't hear, I couldn't hear what you were telling her. And she was just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, she's like, you're damn right. You're damn right. Yep. I'm eating everything. Good. I hope she has a blast, man. You take care. Love you, buddy. Love you too. Peace. Bye. This has been Packers Without Borders. Try and be kind to one another. Try and love each other. And go Pack Go. Esto ha sido Empacadores Sin Fronteras. No se les olvide cuidarnos unos a los otros. Hasta luego. Wait a minute. It's over? That's it? What? Oh, what a gym. <laughs>